Hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with Tuello over Zoom video. Tuello was born and raised in South Africa. She grew up in the deserts of South Africa on a cattle farm. She ended up moving out to the United States, moved to Connecticut at age 17. Graduated early. She did homeschool, so she graduated early, uh, made it out to the United States to go to college in Connecticut. When she was there, she got a guitar and started writing songs. She eventually moved to New York City, and that's where her music career really started. While in Times Square, she ran into someone else from South Africa that was like, I need somebody that can sing, that's from South Africa, that can sing. And that led her to so many other jobs, ended up singing on The Tonight Show with uh, David Letterman, was on a Grammy Award-winning record, and started her own project, Tuello and the Cousins. Since then, uh, she's just shortened it down to Tuello, and she has a new record out which was written and recorded over the course of quarantine. She wrote a lot of the album all over the world, actually. Some of it in New York, some of it in Germany, some of it in Turkey. Ended up shooting all the music videos in Colombia. And it's just been quite the ride. The record's called The Life of Margaret Cornelius. And she tells us the meaning behind that and a lot about her uh, first song she ever wrote, which is on the record called Killer. You can watch the interview with Tuello on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be so awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, it'd be awesome if you follow us there and leave us a five star review. It means so much to us. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Tuello. Well, this podcast is about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. Cool. Thank um, you. <laughs> I did see, are you, you're in New York? Is that what I saw earlier when yes. I was reading up yes. on you? Okay, cool. Are you born and raised in New York? No, no, I'm South African, actually. Oh, um, talk to me about that. Migrated to New York, yes. Yeah. So I, I like, grew up in South Africa and like, desert area south africa so if you ask me where where in south africa it's not cape town it's not johannesburg it's not durban it's just the desert it's remote it's um near a country called Botswana. Mm-hmm. um like i just grew up on you know on a farm there um yeah and what was that like what, what what kind of farming did your, your family do um we cattle ranches oh okay really. It's a a tribal thing. So I'm Motswana, but from South Africa and where cattle ranches in general. Um, So, yeah, um, it was pretty. I mean, I I still love the country, you know, I Uh I live in the city, but I'm like a country girl at heart. Was that a shock? That must have been a shock going to New York, right? I mean, from... uh, a, a little farm town true i sort of i i suppose um i read a lot so i've already kind of read up on it and you know i think i watched um when harry met, met sally a million okay. times <laughs> <laughs> you know? so you could kind of uh, like you, you knew what you were in for when you got there sounds like 
Oh, uh, to, to an extent. No, no one knows what, right. <laughs> um, well, you knew there was going to be millions of people around really you, know. I guess. Right, right. So that was very different. Um, mm. Even though still I'm kind of like a, a lone ranger. So in New York, you can be. You can be amongst mm. so many people and still be by yourself in a way. Sure. So, um, yeah. So right. still, it's, it's pretty magical, I think. I still think so now. Mm-hmm. just like oh my gosh yeah that looks like a movie oh yeah that scene looks like a movie oh my gosh <laughs> Still. and they're all like, all probably in a movie at one point in time right right i suppose, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, or other movies like depict them to be you know sure, sure. exactly what new yorkers are so mm-hmm. what was it so uh, when did you move to new york how old were you about 17. 17 but i was in connecticut first and then i moved to new york I was just okay. like, oh, great. I love it. I really, really loved it. That's where I actually started writing for the first time, I think. Um, in Connecticut? Yeah. So like when I got to the US, I bought a, like, a guitar. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm going to backpack and like do what people do. Well, you know, then they moved to another country. And then I just like left it for two years. And I just got, totally forgot about it. But, and then <laughs> so you came to know. the states the backpack that's funny because we uh, people from the united states usually go to europe to do backpacking right. and it's like you go to a big go to a city and you're like well there's really nowhere to <laughs> not a lot of places to backpack around connecticut new yeah. york i would think well, right i was just i didn't matter I was right. just like, i'm going to do what like people do you know when they go to another country sure matter. so i was just like i need a guitar <laughs> for it it just okay. never happened <laughs> so yeah um, that's funny. It's pretty well, cool. it's funny now that you say that when i was in germany i'm at the store so i find a tj max which is it's called tk max in germany in berlin instead of <laughs> tj max it's called tk is it the same type of store same thing same thing same okay thing. just, so you just go- better clothes oh wow <laughs> you know, better designer you know like european designer clothes that's uh, cool right at discount but, prices but, at discount price <laughs> and, the, and the gentleman there was like oh my goodness i love your dress i was like oh thank you he's like are you on safari and i was like i suppose i mean i was in berlin you know he's yeah, like, you're like... From? And i was like i'm from south africa i live in the u.s and he was like oh it's, it's such a beautiful dress are you on safari and I was like, I guess so. I mean, if Safari like, I, is... I don't even know what that means. Visiting a place? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I suppose, you know, Germans, cool. I thought it was pretty cool because okay. it might be like, you're visiting, coming to see Germans. I don't know. It was pretty cool. So, you know. Okay. I suppose when I was in Connecticut, I was on Safari in the American... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start using that instead of like you know some people say I'm gonna go on holiday I'm gonna go on vacation I'm just gonna start yeah. saying I'm gonna go on safari and see if people just pick safari. that up I like that <laughs> yeah yeah they'll oh. be really weirded out they're like what the hell is this guy talking about uh, <laughs> uh, well prior to getting to Connecticut I want to hear that uh, story but. Before that, were you into music at all as far as like, were you singing? Were you playing an instrument? Like what was, how did music surround you? Um, So I grew up with a lot of singing everywhere because I can sing really, really well. Mm -hmm. They're beautiful singers. And in general, 
like once you start a song, people will join you in harmony. Okay. And so I just grew up with a lot of people in the house. My parents are um, in the church and mm-hmm. like there was, there was always a lot of people. They're also community organizers and activists. So we grew up with a lot of people in the house and everyone like, sang really well. I actually didn't sing. Um, I usually have an intense allergy when I'm in South Africa. So like even when we're, you know, during the pandemic, I actually thought I didn't have a voice because I was quarantined in South Africa. And so, oh. so um, Wait, growing okay. up, we'll, I didn't we'll get think to that I had part a voice. Too. Right, right. Growing <laughs> up, I didn't think I actually had a singing voice at all. Okay. Um, so I just kept quiet. Um, and then I got you know, to the US and I was like, oh, I can breathe. I, you know, <laughs> I can breathe okay, I suppose. Um, and I just, I, I just wrote music um, to just release like certain things, just, mm-hmm. you know, certain things in my life. And it was really, I always write in general, but um, I just like wrote my first, first song, first full song. Um, and I was like, oh, I can write more. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that was Killer, which is going to be on the, the upcoming record. Um, oh, that so, was the first yeah. song you ever wrote. First full song I ever written. Which wow. Was really cool. And you know what? It wrote itself. Huh. So I was pretty happy about it. Like everything, melody, you know, word, lyrics, all at once just wrote themselves, which was really great. So I was just like, oh, I'm going to wait for something else to show up. Um, but, you know, I when I got to, to the US, obviously my my voice like my throat calmed down I'm asthmatic and also like I have a lot of allergies um and so I was like okay maybe I can tell a friend and ask a friend to sing this or like ask a couple of people and they were just like we don't you know Mm -hmm. you don't you don't write music right okay I suppose I have to sing these so that they know um and kind of that's where it's you know it started from in terms of writing and then I just had all of these like really great opportunities and it's because of luck really because I was South African um some person needed a South African singer for whatever reason and I just showed up in the right place and I didn't know what I was doing and they hired me to do some professional things so it was really really like yeah cool Cool. Well, I mean, how many people are from South Africa that can't sing, right? Exactly. Well, right. I mean, I think. I mean, there are. I have, na- I have a neighbor growing up that moved my like three houses up from us. They're from South Africa and they couldn't oh, sing. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, it really. Yeah. What tribe are they? <laughs> this is uh, my question. I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know. They live up like three or four houses up from my parents' house when I was growing up. I don't know exactly. Okay. They moved they here. Like I mean, they moved here African later. Or like Afrikaners, quite South African. They're from South. They're South African. I don't know where. About. Okay. Um, they moved here for. They're like escaping the what was going on there. I mean, at the time. Okay, I see. Um, I don't. I, I don't know the whole backstory. Now. Oh, I don't want to screw too it long. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I say this, and I've been gone too long. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I guess there was a lot, enough. a lot happening, and it, they were like pretty worried and scared. And the company he worked for was able to, I don't know, he was able to get out, and then he it was difficult for him to find work in the states, and he ended up, I don't know, 
it was it's been a whole thing for them but super nice yeah, family it's, it's been like that for a lot of people but mm-hmm. i mean a, a good amount of also what i write were the experiences of my family and i through that time and to be honest i i was born at a later stage you mm-hmm. know at the end of it so um yeah there's a lot of like what i write also is is about that and um in general justice issues sure yeah. sure yeah because i mean he was much older than i mean their family is much older i mean uh, they had to be oh, I see, I see. 50 i mean when they got uh, here yeah, it was they like, were exiled you know, yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. so they That's a, lo- got, lo- a lot of south africans were yeah. yeah and they were able to make it to they lived in, we lived in san diego and they they lived yeah or they live yeah. a couple of houses up the house up the street from my parents and they're great people and wow. come to parties in our neighborhood or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. I didn't really understand the story behind it. And one day he kind of told me like, yeah, like we, you know, had to yeah. to leave and we were exiled from the country and now we live here. And, um, and yeah. he was working like odd jobs just because it was hard to get work because I mean, he was did something with, comp- I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) he made it here and they've been here in my parents' neighborhoods for for a while. But um, anyway, well, how did you get what took you to the United States? Like, how did you why did you Um, choose to come to Connecticut? Like, what was that transition? I was so I finished school early, like farm kids do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I was homeschooled, so um, I'd been to school early and then I kind of signed up for a six month like college exchange thing. Okay. Um, yeah. So I just went to Fairfield University for a while. Um, and in the end, and then I, you know, I when you got there, did you, did you go to study music or did that kind of just happen? You said no. by like accident almost well, when somebody needed a singer. Yeah, that was completely by accident. I'd like, I just happened to be in Times Square um, mm-hmm. and there was a, another South African. So there are not a lot of South Africans in the U.S. in general. Like mm-hmm. South Africa is really far. No one's like traveling any, anywhere far. Um, right. <laughs> so it, it was, you know, like we kind of all know each other um, or rather we find out about each other, like you said, about this gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was the only other South African who spoke my language. Oh. Africans like speak different languages uh-huh. and so I was like oh my gosh I you know of course and so um once in a while I'd meet up with her in New York City and I just happened to be to like to be there in New York and she was like I'm in New York too come and meet me at the theater and I just went to this theater and that happens to be the Minskoff theater where like the the Lion King runs at all oh um, wow the Lion King theater right so she was there um and she was auditioning for something it wasn't for the Lion King it was for something else completely and I just happened to be there waiting for her and they were like oh come in can you sing you're South African you can come in and sing and I was just like no don't (laughs) not me um and you know after everyone had gone through they like still came back and they were like you should come and sing you should try you should just you know and so Mm -hmm. I went in and I sang for them and they hired me on the spot for like this um, really famous South African trumpeter who was also exiled, by the way, in the US. Oh, wow. And Hugh Masekela, right. And it was like my first ever professional gig. And I just got so many 
like opportunities for that you know people would be mm-hmm. like oh yeah there's this girl there's, you they know, did like letterman need... right and in different yeah, right. yeah, yeah grammy yeah. records and it's wild wow. I was just like, what's going on <laughs> you know and, yeah and something you totally happy. weren't really going i mean really at the time yeah. pursuing a i'd imagine right yeah not at all i was just like you know once i learned how to play guitar i was happy mm-hmm. to like you know be like one of those people who goes to work and then on friday plays at like the local bar Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then just like I, I'd be okay. I would have been just perfectly fine to be like that type of a person. And I was just like, okay, cool. I can play guitar. Maybe I can just like play by myself and you know enjoy the things I write. But because of all of those opportunities, like, you know, um, people just started booking me for gigs. Mm-hmm. You know, interesting. Yeah, and and yeah, have so- you always been? Because your 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 sound is like more of like an all rock, like kind of a punk sound behind it have you always been into that style of music i kind of always been Mm -hmm. but never been in the spaces of you know so so i felt like i i um felt i felt like when i first wrote killer i Mm -hmm. wrote it in in that style you know so it was like natural for me to write it that way it's just that you know, because I was um, hired by African musicians, mm-hmm. I mean, thank God, like, you know, I made some some money, right. you know, just I mean. being like a normal person and being able to gig. <laughs> so because of that, and also uh-huh. because I got to explore so much of that music, I was like, oh, maybe I should do that because I write this particular thing and maybe people won't accept me. Do you know? Like, like I was just going through all of these, like, I think Africans are going to think I don't know who I am, even though I think rock is African. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm just doing right. this, this kind of thing of African music that maybe we're not like really um, concentrating on in particular, mm-hmm. you know, like because sure. I write from that perspective, even though it is rock, um, I mm-hmm. think rock comes from that. So um, oh sure it all like, comes out of the blues and everything else right i mean right. it's all back and uh but yeah i did i didn't know just because coming from south africa that too i didn't know if there was a whole lot of rock and roll scene there or you kind of embraced that once you got to the united states so it's funny i grew up in a place where there were these um it was like there's like a just a group of people who it's just a scene, you know, uh-huh. and they do their thing and everyone's just like those weird kids. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah, we like the artsy with kids. Them. <laughs> right. They were like all punk. It was really, really oh, intense, okay. you know, and it was a group of them and they were like leather jackets and like, you know, and they, these are all like African children. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. like white South Africans. Like I'm just talking about African right. children in like, you know, and so they were always these, these, I, I thought, okay, people, but everyone was just like, oh, those kids are really bad. Oh, those kids are really uh, bad yeah. kids. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and they used to just like blast music and hang out, you know, at this one guy's house. And it was just like, oh yeah, just, you know, really terrible kids. So you kind of didn't want to explore that, even though you might've liked the music. So I just didn't, it, 
it didn't matter, I, you know, to me until I was just like, okay, now I can listen to what I want to. Now I'm a little bit grown up. Now, you know, I can yeah. play what I want to play kind of a thing. Um, yeah, it's not something that is nat- naturally, you know, music that people listen to, not really, um, in, in South Africa. Okay. But I do think that our traditional music is typically warrior music and rock reminds me of it. And oh, I, sure. you know I mean? so, so, so um, a lot of like our rhythms and polyrhythms and the way we tap our feet and like just um, mannerism in terms of when we, we play our traditional music, when we sing it at home and um, the way we depict it is just rock for me. You know, mm-hmm. some people might be like, oh, it's just traditional music. But for me, it sounds, I, I hear it in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, I, I know mean, no, 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 that makes sense. I mean, it's probably more of an aggressive tone, undertone behind some of it. I mean, I don't know. So, um, not necessarily aggressive. Huh. Not, more, I mean, like, uh, um, uh, yeah, sorry, that was wrong. I mean, not aggressive, but like oomph behind i don't know how to passionate. explain passionate that's a good word <laughs> right, right yeah um yeah typically just really really a lot of passion behind it um and a lot of meaning behind it and mm-hmm. i find also that like rock tends to be that you know um mm-hmm. i i was playing in nashville and we like got a uh, friend um, Stephen j push he's also a musician like you know, put together like a drummer for us and we were like rehearsing at his place. And the drummer was like, oh, you know, when I first listened to it, I thought of this is sad boy rock. <laughs> 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 and I was like, yeah, because like rock is emotive, right? You can find right. every emotion for it. And I mean, like traditionally, I grew up with very emotional music. <laughs> you sure. know? So like I, I was like, yeah, I suppose it is sad boy rock, even though I'm a girl, but it's okay. <laughs> that's funny so you did you write killer in um when you were living in connecticut or is that when you made it back down to new york um it was the first when i was living in connecticut okay and everything else was just like new york you know okay so you went from Um, connecticut to why did you go down to new york just the bigger scene there um because i could walk (laughs) ah there you go yeah you have to drive everywhere in connecticut but um I remember once I bought this car from a friend of mine mm-hmm. and after I got stuck, I decided that day <laughs> I need to figure out how to move to New York City, even though I really love New York anyways. Right. But, I, you know, I was like, I need to go now. Um, I just like really love walking <laughs> and New York Interesting. City. Right. And I mean, I can think, you know, I yeah, think it's... of everything. I cried. It's a lot less stressful, right? Right. Yeah, you're not um, like, I hate driving, to be honest. I hate driving. <laughs> I hate driving anywhere in the world. I just, I mean, New York, I can't even imagine. I'm always just like, why are people driving? Why do people want to buy cars in mm-hmm. New York City? You know, it's, it's just too much. So It doesn't make um, any sense. Where are you going to park the thing, right? 
And it's just like <laughs> on a snow day, and you have to move uh, the car, and you have to. Oh, oh my, my god! It's I lived in San Francisco for like a few years, and the like first thing I did was like, "Well, I'm selling this car, I'm paying insurance, <laughs> and all this other crap on it." Like, and it's not even moving. Like, no, I'm done, yeah. and I have yeah. to move it just so it didn't get towed. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. Um, yeah, yeah. I just well, you. That's awesome. Well, you talked about get you were back in South Africa, like what for quarantine or something? Like, is that what right. you said? Right. Okay, so tell <laughs> so me about we, getting from New York to back to why why go back? Well, obviously, right. aside from the fact that New York was like the absolute mecca of everything, of everything that was happening at the time, and it was always on TV, mm-hmm. and you said you're asthmatic. Like, I'm sure that was just a whole combination of anxiety in itself. It was crazy. It was really good though because like we needed quarantine to make more music. I don't know. So to have content before the, you know, I wouldn't tell you I have three albums ready. (laughs) Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like now I can be like, Hey, I have three albums ready, which is, which is huge, you know, for Mm -hmm. me. So um, even though I have a song bank of things, but we'd never have time to actually, you know, complete certain things and be ready and just be ready, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, quarantine, actually, so I was supposed to be back. We came to South Africa to record um, with an amazing guitarist here. So I told you I come from the desert and he comes from the mm-hmm. desert, same town, and an amazing like, drummer. And he's a rocker. Like if you've ever, <laughs> he's unbelievable. He's, like I do rock, but that guy is, I mean, Mr. Vic is amazing. He's like the most amazing guitarist I said to him, when you get to New York, you're going to leave me. You, every band is going to want you. It's just great. He's so amazing. Um, he hears things. I don't know. He makes noises and sounds and like, melody and out of, it's shocking. So we had to come and record with him. And um, the pandemic hit and I could see it coming. Uh, and so I was just like, okay, I'm staying. I ha- actually hadn't spent time with my family in a very long time. So I kind of stayed in, in South Africa and got really sick. <laughs> um, oh, you did? But, I mean, I just get sick in South Africa in general, which is sad. But, I'm, you know, I tried to manage it. At some point, I did think my voice was gone. I was like, oh, I've been lying to people. They're going to find me out. <laughs> I don't have a voice, you know, it's like, uh-huh. I've been lying all along. So um, I was so afraid. And then I got back to New York. I was like, oh, thank God, my voice is back. Um, <laughs> I'm okay. But then I was quarantined in South Africa. And then like, Kevin was here, Kevin, my co-producer and friend uh-huh. and my brother. Um, and so he came to South Africa too. And then we went to Colombia to quarantine there. And we did music videos in Colombia in Medellin, which was really cool. Um, Whoa. Yeah. What decided? Yeah. Why, why you just were like, you know what? Well, let's just go to Colombia. That sounds like a, was there a, a plan behind that? I mean, you obviously um, got to come up with a reason to head there. So it's, I, I don't know whether you would say there's a plan behind it. So the record itself, I'd written it going like to South Africa and, mm-hmm. um, I went to Ireland first and then I wrote part of the record there and I went to Turkey and then I wrote part of the record there and then I went to South Africa and then we just like, okay, let's go to Germany. So we wrote a good amount of songs in Germany and, and um, Belgium. 
And then like, you know, it just, I mean, I was in South Africa and then we just felt like, okay, I've done South Africa and a lot of, so I'm doing a lot of like work in, in mining in South Africa with like my family's minds and all of the issues behind it and trying mm-hmm. to resolve that. But it also became a lot for me at the same time. <laughs> so like once it calmed down and the pandemic calmed down just a tad, um, we also had this deadline of having music videos of figuring it all out. So we just like, there were plans before the pandemic, believe me, Adam, we had plans <laughs> and all the plans disappeared. Right, right. Then it's like, let's regroup. <laughs> what, what, what are we doing? So it's, in, instead of like being back in New York, we're there for just like a couple of days to, mm-hmm. to get, you know, vaccinated. And then went to Colombia and um, yeah, just met really cool people there. We just, you know made videos shot shot some videos that's that's yeah. awesome yeah and so so the rec the record's coming out what in oh, 10 days or so the 11th is that what i read yeah. mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. what's the story <sighs> behind the title um the, oh life of margaret cornelius yeah I don't, um i'm so not familiar with margaret. margaret cornelius oh okay <laughs> yes well there you go um, so on the record is a song called say margaret which is about my mm-hmm. mother, who's a saint. Oh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is she really? That's awesome. She is In your eyes? Oh, wow. In everyone's eyes, who she <laughs> I mean, I grew up, uh, being, to be honest, a saint. Uh, that is so cool. cool. Yeah, she's a really, really amazing person. And so I'd written that song having like, moved to the U.S. and just, like, having trouble, like, struggling. Um, mm-hmm. And just... You know, because I, like when I call my mother, I everything calms down. You know what I mean? So she, like she doesn't have money or anything to give me to, to sort my problems out. Right. But like, if I spoke to her, like every time I call her, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to survive. I'm going to survive New York City. I'm just like, okay, just, you know, survive everything. So the, the, um, that song's there. And mm. my father's name is Cornelius. <laughs> So, oh. I, right. So it, it, normally like native South Africans or rather native Africans in South Africa have the like we have our like, names which are from our different like ethnic ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. Um but during apartheid people had to have um what you call Christian name. Uh, so mm. which is an English name really. So sure. right. So so my mother's name is Margaret. And my father's name is Cornelius. So um, I just written this, the record about leaving trouble or rather getting away from trouble, um, like finding peace. Like the record in general is about that, about like, yeah. <laughs> the struggle peace, within, like, yeah, finding peace in, in the struggle within leaving right. South Africa. Um. A different or struggle. just in general, just struggles in, in general. In general, so um, there's a song called "Trouble," which actually sums up the whole record. Um, okay. So my tribe, which is Botswana, is are known to have left um, like war, like wars thousands of years ago with other tribes to move to the desert 
um, where no one wanted to live. So we chose the desert area where like no one just wanted to live uh, mm-hmm. just so that we don't fight with anyone. So we're not particular uh-huh. like fighters. We just, right. We're, yeah. You're we're, like, we're going you, to the desert. Fight. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then like when we got to the desert we found diamonds and gold and all of these things and so Uh like the record was written out of because you know we talk about this a lot just to say like you know find your desert you know leave the trouble find your desert type of a thing Um, you might find great things kind of a thing so um, the records yeah is written out of like that perspective really that is cool. That what that's wow. I mean, to leave, be like, you know what? We're 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 heading to the desert, right? You know, we yeah. we don't want to be around all this. And then the amount of re- resources and everything that you find there is yeah. unbelievable. It's, it's like amazing. one of the most precious things that people. Yeah. I mean, diamond, right? Yeah, people Gold, want you buy a diamond for this big gases, ten right. grand. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow! 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 Yeah. Yeah, so it was written like out of that perspective, like that we grew up being told, you know, okay. try and leave trouble, like just try and like, you know, let it go, move yeah. on. And, yeah. So was it therapeutic putting, or writing the record? Um. Yes, I write a lot. Okay. Therapy, oh yeah, you said you have like you know, five albums ready, right, or three albums ready. Surprise myself. Yes, <laughs> I write a lot. Like there's like. Eight records ready, you know, <laughs> eight oh albums ready somewhere yeah. out there, but we just recorded three. Um, you recorded but, uh, three already? They yeah. aren't just ideas? Like you went in and put down three records with the material? During the pandemic. Oh, wow. During quarantine. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. I know. It's so great. I'm so happy about it <laughs> because before I didn't have any, like, any content, anything to like, say you know we've got this like you know Mm -hmm. so um it makes me really happy like just thinking about it that is amazing what are you most excited about for the record to come out because i'm looking just on your spotify that you have canary out that's like what the only song from the record that's currently out right right um we have trouble coming out as a single next week before the record Okay. Um, so that's really good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but just like in general, Happier is a first song on the record. Um, it also has like a an intro to the record. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just really, really cool. Um, I'm looking forward to, yeah, to just like having people enjoy it, and, you know. Just having it out there? Having it out there. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Very cool. Sorry, my yeah. I don't know what just happened here. It's got all weird. Um, I got to mess with my compressor. I think it just blew out a speaker, but it's all good. Can you hear me still? Yes, I can. Okay, cool right. tattoos. Um, oh, wh- thank what you. What is that? Yeah, it's from an album cover. It's just some weird heads and a chick holding a knife, and I don't know cool. weird faces. <laughs> you know, yeah. when you're when you're young and you know. <laughs> hate yep, the world it's great it can remind <laughs> you of your youth it's good right but then i have my grandfather's signature on my wrist so that oh, it, cool. it evens it out yeah awesome pretty neat well pretty yeah neat. well i appreciate your time uh to a low i this has been great mm-hmm. cool and thank you i yeah, appreciate it <laughs> i have one more question i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists um 
you know, my advice is always be okay with the uncomfortable as you're mm-hmm. okay with the really good. I think dig in, <laughs> you know.